0: on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie Basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop, we logo stuff. Also by Icon, empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Post Game, here's Scott Gerrard. Can't ask for a more dominating performance
1: than that tonight. Utah State gets the victory, 107-62, as the Aggies get to four and three on the season and uh, in blowout fashion tonight. And a game that uh, really got out of hand fast. And Utah State gets it done and and gets ready for uh, what should be a fun one coming up two nights from now when they take on this same team. What do you think about that? I mean, from your preparation, <laughs> a guy's been around the preparation and knows what goes into those types of. Things. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? On the quick turnaround.
2: I, I I like it because you you don't have to rescout them again later. So yeah. From a prep standpoint, you know it's it's easier to uh, to get it done now. You know. Then again, you you don't have a chance to play them later on in the season, and you may run into them in the tournament. Yeah. So it'll be a completely different team. So there's pros and cons to it, um, as there is with everything else. Hey, Scotty, interesting uh, news tonight. So with a double digit rebounding tonight Justin Bean tied Spencer Nelson's record for double digit rebounding. Wow. Performances and Spencer Nelson is the one who
1: recruited, recruited. Justin, Justin Bean, Bean has so. told the story about uh, and we'll have him tell it again. Uh, they met at Subway. It was a uh, and they uh, they over a couple of foot long sandwiches in I believe Reno is where he was yes, serving he did his serve mission. In Reno, yes. And uh and that's where and remember it was it was Spencer who told Justin we need you to walk on too. Remember yeah. he was a walk on yeah, before to, finally getting a scholarship.
2: Yeah, there's no space available and he didn't really come to earn his spot, he just came to wait for his turn. But yeah, what what a night then and a chance to to tie your basically your 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 mentor here at utah state's record in double digit rebounding
1: that's uh that's a that's a heck of a uh of a i mean that's really a great moment for him
2: well and this early you know this is a great he does such a good job he's i'm excited to talk to him so yeah
1: yeah so we'll talk to him we'll also get a chance to chat with craig smith we'll take a first break though and uh and uh, come back and give you the complete stat line of tonight's game. Aggies get the uh, blowout victory 107-62 on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Final in this one, dominating performance. We haven't seen a dominating game like this in quite some time for Utah State, but, uh, they get it done, 10762 get their fourth win of the season. And uh, it's a good way to start conference play, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, we you talk about not seeing a – we haven't seen this in conference. And, yeah, again, this was just a dominating performance, as you said. And, um, yeah, take it and, and run with it, right? I mean, a little momentum, as we talked about, um, going through the rest of this conference schedule.
1: All right, so let's go through the stat line tonight. Let's count them up here. One, two, four. 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. 15 players saw a timeout on the court tonight for Utah State. Let's start with the man himself, Justin Bean, who ended up with 16 points, 11 rebounds, also 4 assists, and for the second straight game did not turn the ball over either.
2: I saw it. And he's
1: got that ball in his hand and the break so much that, that that's really impressive. Namish Shkata tonight played 15 minutes not bad when Nimi can only, only needs to play 15 minutes. He ended up with nine points, eight rebounds, five assists, six block shots, and one steal. And also, no turnovers. Remember, Nimi turned it over a bit in that uh, Northern Colorado game.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's flirting with a triple-double there if he extends those minutes yep. by, by double
1: thought Brock Miller was great tonight. He only had to play 21 minutes. He had 14 points on four of seven from beyond the three-point line. Also had one assist and one rebound in this game. Raleigh Wooster ends up with six points and uh, one rebound, but dished out seven assists. And you, you love the way he passes the ball.
2: Yeah, I just think he's so crafty. He's, he's magical.
1: It really is. Yeah. Uh, and, and the sky's the limit on how good he's going to yeah, be.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's still a freshman, right? And yeah. he's, um, you know, he's going to run into a lot of those freshman moments. And, that, and why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, what are we expecting? So I really like the upside he has. And I mean, let's not just talk about the upside. Let's talk about the reality of now. He is absolutely killing it as a point guard.
1: Marco Anthony tonight only had to play 23 minutes. He had 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, and two, or excuse me, and one steal. Uh, Sean Barstow played 18 minutes in this game, seven points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, going down the line, Steve Stephen Ashworth uh, was really great, ten points. He ends up in double-digit points, uh, four assists. And uh, boy, I tell you what, he's he's really the spark plug.
2: Yeah, I like seeing him out there. It's a, it'll be hard for him to kind of find minutes, but and you know as his um, the ability for those two to play together comes around, I'm, I'm excited
1: to see that. Alfonso Anderson got 17 minutes. Good to see him out on the court tonight. He looked great. Nine points, two rebounds as well for Fonz. Uh, Max Schulga tonight ends up with six points and uh, three rebounds, also with an assist for Shulga. Uh Shimon Zapala ends up playing nine minutes. He ends up with three points and, uh, and six, uh, six rebounds, and uh, also uh, fouled out of the game, too.
2: Well, that was unknown
1: to us. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> well, uh, five fouls in nine minutes. Hey, he made those okay. fouls count, though.
2: Yeah, he sure did. Some of the, you know, he'll get used to the to the rebounding fouls. That's where most of those came. A couple reach ins yeah. as well,
1: but he'll he'll learn. Uh, Zahar Fedichev, uh, boy, you can tell why the coaching staff is salivating over what he potentially could be as a player. Uh, eight points. Also had one rebound, was two of four from beyond the three point line. But just the way his shot looked, just it's 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 a beautiful shot.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's almost a little bit of a feel like a microwave, kinda of like Miller is where he can yep. come in and if he can heat up
1: quickly. Vinny Johnson's out there somewhere. <laughs> there we go.
2: That's the true microwave.
1: <laughs> Trevin Doria has played thirteen minutes and I thought another great performance. How about this? Eight points, ten rebounds, flirted with a double double as well. Uh and had three steals.
2: Yeah, I mean he's really, you know, come into his role He understands it, and today he expanded just a little bit and and, uh, salivated around the rim right there and got himself some putbacks.
1: And then uh, Kuba Karvowski, good to see him out there. Uh, No line tonight, but he did have three minutes. And there he was. So there you go. Dominating performance tonight. Utah State gets the victory 107 to 62 as we have our social distancing uh, (laughs) post-game interview. Hello. We got to talk to uh, Justin Bean at the Midcourt stripe. Justin, how you doing, man?
3: Doing great. You guys still look great from six feet oh, away. Oh, see,
1: we get better the further back you go.
3: <laughs> I don't believe it.
1: Hey, uh, congratulations. Uh, dominating performance tonight. Uh, but let's talk about uh, the effort tonight, five for five to start the game, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, uh, no turnovers, too, just a, a complete game. Talk about what you saw out there.
3: I was really proud of our guys. I think we came in with the right mindset Uh, starting out conference play. We knew that we had to come ready, and these guys were going to come with their best. So we just had to lock into personnel and not let their guards get loose. I thought we did a good job defending the screen and roll. And I'm just really proud, man. There's not much you can say when you look at how we shared the ball and and took care of it and just really played connected tonight. So couldn't be happier for our guys. And on to the next one on Wednesday.
2: You've become the Sam Merrill interview. (laughs) <laughs> if you know what that means, that means we could interview you every single game, but we're picking our spots, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, the last three three games, at least that I that I've been part of and watching, you really have dominated. What's kind of clicked with you
3: um, after the tournament? I think for me personally, just uh, just trusting my work ethic. I think I've I've worked extremely hard, you know, the last few years, but quite frankly, this summer is a really good off season for me and developing a lot of areas of my game. And so I just need to continue to to trust that. And I know my coaches and teammates trust me with that as well. And um, just having the ball more in my hands and making good plays and um, being a threat to score and also make good plays for my teammates. So
1: well, I, I don't think there's any doubt about uh, your ability to get everybody involved. Uh, to get. But one thing I really like, especially when they went to zone, those elbow jumpers are available. And you're able to knock those things down. And that's how you, how you got them out of that zone in a hurry, too.
3: For sure. Yeah, I feel great taking that shot. That's something I'm really comfortable doing. And uh, fortunately for me, at, towards the end of the, the first half, they were closing out, you know, trying to take that away. So it helped me get to the rim. And I thought our guys really did attack well tonight.
1: And, and I know you can't say this. Um, because, well, frankly, you probably shouldn't, and you see him again here in two nights, but there were some moments where it looked like a layup line out there. I mean, yeah. uh, what was it that you were able to do offensively to get to the rim so so easily?
3: Well, I mean, like you said, we're we just we're taught to just take what the defense gives us and drive closeouts. So I thought we did a really good job just getting them off the line, and once we got in there, we played off two feet. We, didn't, we weren't careless. We shared the ball, and so, yeah, I think we just attacked downhill and, and didn't settle for threes. I'll take you
2: back to the, to the start of the game. That was, that was the difference in the game, sure. uh, about the first five five to eight minutes. <clears throat> you started on the seven-footer, and you had one, fo- one through four switching. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was a little odd for me to initially look out there. But yeah. what, what was the mindset there? Because that was the difference in the game.
3: Yeah, I think with that matchup, I I feel really good either getting to the rim or if he's playing off me, just rising up and shooting it. So that was um, Coach Smith called a couple plays for me, and and thankfully I was able to execute them. So, yeah, just being confident and trusting the shot and getting to the rim.
1: How much fun do you have sitting over there and watching youngsters out there doing their thing?
3: Oh, it's the best, man. There's no other feeling like it. We It's such a, a good group of guys. They all work yeah. extremely hard. And um, sometimes we we don't always get to see some of those guys get out there. So we're just – we're loving it, man. It's a it's a connected team, and we're uh, really looking forward to, to the next uh, few games here.
1: But you really see the talent this team has from top to bottom, though.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, there's guys that are just – I mean – They've been sitting most of the game, and they come in just firing away and knocking down shots. Yeah.
2: Well, I wish we had a camera on the bench because you are the best cheerleader. You you, and, and Nimi are the first ones off there with the towel whips and all of yep. that. So yeah, yep. good For
3: to sure. see you having fun. Absolutely. It's a uh, great time. So
1: you know, sometimes you'll play a game, and then you'll go weeks, maybe even months, without seeing him again yeah. uh, in conference play. You get him on Wednesday here in the same place. Uh, how hard is that to kind of wrap your brain around?
3: Well, Coach Smith just barely said it five minutes ago. He said, you know, enjoy this win, you know, till midnight tonight, and then we're back at it again starting over because there's still things that we obviously can get better at. And uh, there's a high ceiling for this team, and I, I'm just excited for us to, to get there.
1: So um, you, uh, you hit a milestone tonight. Now, did you – is it tied or did he take the lead? Tied, I believe. Oh, wow. The most double-doubles in Utah State history. Uh, on the record books, you are tied with – you want to take a guess as to Who?
3: Oh, man. Do I know
1: him personally? Uh, You may have shared a sandwich with him in Reno.
3: (laughs) Oh, Spence. (laughs) Spencer, my guy. Uh, That is awesome. That is the best company you can be in right there, man. I got to text him after the
1: game. Yeah, I'm sure you will, and you're going to blow right past him before it's all said and done. But uh, from your perspective, though, I I mean, you and I have talked about this a few times, but... Uh, you're on your mission in Reno, um, and 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 every, I tweeted this out once, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, breaking mission rules." You got permission from the mission president. <laughs> yep, Everything's on the up and up. We did. Uh, and Spencer met you, and uh, and you guys shared a uh, a sandwich at Subway, and he yep. got you to come to Utah State. Talk us through that.
3: It's yeah, Scotty. It's as simple as that, man. Um, my dad had been in contact with him while I was on my mission, and talked about walking onto the school and. Uh, he it was as simple as just an email. So he, he messaged me, and I talked to my mission president. and My mission president said, "Well, let me go with you." And so we uh, met also him. the
1: mission president was there. So he was
3: there too. <laughs> nice. Yep. Okay. Was yep. he
2: an Aggie? Did we get a little- <laughs> Yeah. Nah,
3: he's he's more of a BYU guy, but oh, he's like no.
1: you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> he, knew. No.
3: he knew. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we met him at Subway and. Um, He honestly was just talking to me about how much Utah State um, meant to him, um, the player it made him, and and just how much he thinks that I could help the program, you know, starting off. And I didn't know what kind of a role I'd have going into it, but to see where I'm at now and and looking back on it, I couldn't be more grateful for him and and just how he helped me and was a mentor to me that first year.
1: Well, and I I remember in 2017 when uh, uh, I was talking to Spencer and he mentioned something along the lines of, you know, sometimes a team can get really clickish. every now and then. He goes, but... But Justin uh, it crosses all boundaries in terms of clicks on a team. Uh, you're a supporter. You're a friend. You're a leader. And how much do you think that you attribute that to your success here at Utah State?
3: Oh, I think it's it's played a huge role for me personally because, I mean, again, they took a chance on me, and I, I wasn't anyone special and, and still don't think I am. But uh, I just really appreciate just the the leaders we have on this team and my first year they taught me how to how to be a good leader and to lead by example first and foremost and as the years have gone on i've obviously been able to be more vocal and this year i've taken a responsibility to be one of the most vocal guys here and so i think it's just started with great leaders great teammates like sam merrill abel porter diogo and uh, obviously our, our coaching staff and so i'm just super grateful to be where i'm at
1: awesome well justin man you're the best uh, look forward to another exciting year with you And uh, it's kind of fun to get that first game under your belt in conference play, isn't it? It
3: is. It is. Yep. We're at the top. We want to stay there.
1: There you go. That's
3: Justin Bean right here on
1: uh, the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We'll talk to Craig Smith coming up next. Uh, Utah State gets the dominating victory, 107-62. In this one, 107-62, Utah State gets the uh, dominating victory over San Jose State. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's pretend you're in that coach's office with Stu Morrill, and you just beat a team by you know 45 points, and then you got to turn around and blame two days later. Is that something like, all right, well, we can do that again, no big deal? Or are you kind of worried about it? You're thinking, oh, man. No. Because these guys are really going to be ready to play this go-around.
2: No, I I think um, any coach in America is um, more worried after probably a blowout win, um, to be honest with you. It it, uh, puts all the pressure back on you. Um, And, again, it's tough to make adjustments when you have a perfect game plan. Yeah. I mean, tonight – you know, other than when the substitutions came in the game and we got into a little bit of the quote-unquote garbage time, um, we really did dominate the game <clears throat> on both ends of the floor. Where if you're San Jose State, you've got room for improvement. Now, the Aggies have room for improvement, and, and uh, you know, Craig Smith's going to know where it is. Um, and they'll watch film, and they'll analyze, and they'll, they'll, they'll make those necessary adjustments. Um, I think coming into the zone, I don't know if if they're prepared for the zone or not it looked like they were today yeah uh, because they definitely um,
1: shredded it pretty well after they got used to it yeah well it's a great point and uh i i just look they've got some scores san Jose's richard washington ended up with 20 points but it's kind of garbage time 20 points in this game
2: yeah i mean again that was um he kind of salivated a little bit when he when he had uh, uh max come in and l- other players off the bench and then there was no rim protection and. Um, That allowed him to score inside, get to the free throw line, and then, you know, knock down a couple threes. So, um, yeah, I think the game plan they had against him, obviously, at the start of the game, got him frustrated enough that he sat quite a bit of time in that first half. um, A little bit of coach's decision there.
1: Yeah. Utah State ends up shooting 51% from the field, 35% from three. Uh, They hold San Jose State to 32% from the field and 23% from three. Uh they were uh 6 of 26 from beyond the 3 point line tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean and you you um you know add to that the rebounding discrepancy and and that's that's a recipe right there for victory right those two stats. And that's again we're back on the defensive side uh praising Utah State for um really kind of in your socks pressure defense. Um and then just the the absolute rim protector of all time, the destroyer uh Nemias the out there short time blocking every shot they put up.
1: Yeah, he ends up with six block shots. I think four of them came in the first four and a half minutes of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, um, he really did discourage. Um, and then, you know, you noticed a few shots later on where his mere presence, you know, created airball layups, right? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's not from happenstance.
1: So uh, Utah State will take it on San Jose State on Wednesday. Same start time, 7 o'clock pregame show uh, begins at 6.30. You look at points in the paint, Utah State 52-20 to 20. On points in the paint, uh, points off turnovers. Utah State outscored San Jose State 22 to 16, or excuse me, 22 to six. Second chance opportunities, 27 to 13, and and there were a few more that San Jose State got later. That number is probably a little bit more out of hand. Fast break opportunities, Utah State uh, outscored 13 to two. And then on the bench, remember San Jose State had a little bit of a lead on the bench, but then the Aggies emptied theirs and uh, hmm. 51 points out of Utah State's 107 came off the bench.
2: That's almost half your points. I mean, I know. you know, you talk about getting uh, experience for the bench players. Today we we got that in droves. Um, and we had an opportunity to play players that, that we hadn't even seen yet on the floor. So, um, you know, that, that's uh, – yeah, credit to, to the starters for getting to that point. Yeah. And then uh, you'll definitely be able – now those young players, um, this, is a, this is a huge benefit for them because it gives them live film, live action. So the coach has been talking to them and explaining some deficiencies. Now they'll get a chance to sit down with the coach when they have an opportunity and really take a look at those deficiencies on film and, and get a little better. 59 rebounds tonight that's i mean we said we said we wanted 60 i guess no tacos for you and i
1: <laughs> that's good but 59 is going to boost up the average a little bit yeah
2: i mean and and we have been rebounding this is um you know this must be a um a, a, a skill taught by greg smith i know it's it's a a lot of uh, the gata attitude um but they've they've been out rebounding teams for three years and and it's not just because we're big because as you look down the rebounding stats i mean we have ashworth running in there for two rebounds tonight um i mean it is an effort um it's being physical and not soft and and just really completing the possession with a rebound
1: confidence is pretty high for this team and rightfully so yeah i mean it's tough to um
2: yeah, it's tough. And, again, we talk about players. We, we talk about this all the time after losses, right? How hard is it yep. going to be for the players to, to flip the switch and, and be able to come back? I mean, confidence is high. Swagger is high. But I don't think they'll be overconfident. I think just like after losses, you know, the players are going to go in there and they're going to get their burrito or whatever their post-game meal is. They probably have filet mignon after a 100-point victory. I don't know. But, um and and then they're going to uh you know go home play some video games and finish their homework no more homework school's out so they're yeah. they're pro players right well,
1: now Well yeah I was going to ask you that's that's also a good time too when, when they can go home and not have to worry about taking a final the next day or anything like that
2: No they're they're pros right now they'll they'll eat sleep and repeat I like that.
1: That's not the that's not the first time you've used that phrase before.
2: No, no that's what I've been doing every day during the uh, shutdown.
1: <laughs> well, joining us now the head coach at Utah State after the Aggies get a dominating victory 107-62, Craig Smith and uh, coach uh, your guys uh, just started off with a bang tonight. The offensive rebounds were just absolutely huge, second-chance points. Nimi's blocking every shot that comes into the rim. I mean, y- you got to feel good after seeing something like that.
4: I thought we played a complete game on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, defensively, I thought we were really, really good again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Washington, who's the third-leading scorer, hits that three kind of early on, and Marco was just a half a step behind. And you're like, you know, when you play a team, I don't know how many times – I've I've been I've been doing this 25 years, like that team has a guy that's had 38 in a game and 37 in a game in Washington and in Seneca Night, so you're always like a little paranoid, like because they can get it going obviously. But thought we were really on point. Nimi really patrolled the paint defensively. We had a couple little not so good stretches there with about you know the eight to six minute mark, probably eight to five minute mark in the first half. Where we kind of got a little casual. I thought they got every fifty-fifty ball. We didn't box out. Missed a free throw. Box out on a on a miss free throw, obviously. Um, but then offensively, I thought we just played really connected. Like we were very connected. Did a good job of finishing around the basket. We've, we're, I mean, we've been working hard on that since the quarantine. But even that's been a monster emphasis in the last two games because we did not finish well against Northern Colorado. But played off of two feet. And then 27 assists. We, you know, we've had a lot of games over the last two years with 20 or more assists, which is hard to do. Uh, and this team, we just haven't been able to do that. And we really challenged them the last couple of days and today to get 20 or more assists. And how often do you find a team that gets tw- not only 27 assists but only nine turnovers, and you combine that with 16 offense rebounds in the half? Yeah. Yeah. And that's incredible. You know, last year we told the guys today. At their place, we had 16 offensive rebounds the first game, 16 offensive rebounds at home, you know, when we put it on them on in the, in that senior night, which was an amazing night in itself. And so we really challenged them, and to be able to get that in the first half and end with 20 is a difficult thing to do. But uh, so many guys played so well. Brock Miller played within himself, took great wide-open threes. Our guys found him in a great way, being unbelievable, I mean, 16-11 and 11 with four assists and leading us on the break, which can be a difficult thing to match up to when you're quote-unquote four-man's doing that. And then Kata, you know, didn't even have a shot in the first half. And you look at his line, six block shots, five assists, eight points, nine rebounds, and didn't miss, you know, three for three from the field, yeah. two for two from the line. And you want to say he had a quiet night in some respects, but in other respects, I mean, that's a – That's an unbelievable line, you know. So, so many great performances. I thought Marco played within himself. Our bench I thought was really good all night long. Trevin Darius, and I know I'm really having a long answer, but you guys are used to this. But Trevin has played two really good back-to-back games now, like 8-10, and and 10 of them is rebounds, not points. And he was a force in there, really protecting the rim. He's come a long way. And, and Zapala is going to be, I mean, you guys can see it. Like He's going to be a very good player for us. So it's nice to be really good up the middle like that. I, I want
2: to take you back to the start of the game. Really, the, the difference in the game was the start. So you go, now Their footers a four, man. Uh, but you do start one through four switching. So you end up with um, Rooster guarding a seven-footer in the post. Talk about your team defense concepts.
4: Well, you know, that was the first time they've started those two big guys. Um, so usually they start number five as their center and 35 AG or AG, yeah. whatever he say. And so when they went really big. But those two guys are freshmen. And we thought about it a little bit. Like, do we not switch one, you know, with our four? But we just said, screw it. We're going to do what we do. And generally it's very rare that we don't switch one through four. And we got some tough guards. I mean, even the other night, you know, Ashworth, who isn't the tallest guy, and he's about 160, 65 pounds. But he's savvy, he's tough, he's smart, and we just said screw it. No, we're switching one through four. And Stephen, we don't care if you're guarding the seven footer. Just fight your butt off, yeah, and make them throw over the top and see what they do. If they hurt us, they hurt us. And then you got to fight like crazy on the offensive glass, or I'm sorry, on the defensive glass. Mm-hmm. And our guys did a great job. They're competitors. We're, we certainly haven't arrived, but we're starting to figure some things out, and that's exciting to see. So, and then we were we were bringing the. When they were posting that guy, trying to take advantage of the mismatch, we were bringing the double with Keda or any of our Keda, Darius, or yeah. Zapala, and that puts a lot of pressure on some teams too. And we haven't been nearly as good with our doubles this year. Obviously, we gotta get better at it. We put some time in uh, two days ago on it, and so we'll get there. It's just it's a lot about positioning, and we just gotta be better with it. But we'll get there.
1: Uh, there was there was a stretch there in the second half where. I sat on the air and it almost looked like a layup line. Um and, and, and I don't know what leads to that or how you get that, but boy it was there was a stretch there where you were getting everything you wanted at the rim.
4: Yeah, we were really connected, I thought. I thought our spacing was as good as it's been all year. Uh but I, I just thought we you know, had an inside game, a middle game, and an outside game and we were just playing so unselfish. That's the uh, not that we're not a selfish team. But when you have nine new guys and obviously i mean i don't know what five five plays five six play very regularly they're, they're 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 team guys but you're still kind of fighting for your territory a little bit too and you know a lot of you think about it these guys coming in most freshmen at our level have been a, very good scores at whatever maybe not elite but they've had the ball in their hands they score and and now you, you, it's it's just different. And so you got to learn how to do some things. And, and they're thinking about everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've really taken a step back as a coaching staff and just just really tried to simplify everything so they're not overthinking everything, you know. And and let's just keep it simple, right, and boop, 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 boop. let's be great at these things. And then we'll slowly start adding on to some things. But um, with those layups – I thought our spacing was good. I thought we played with really good pace on that end of the floor, yeah. um, and we were able to expose them with some of the, you know with some in some spots that we felt like we could expose them as well. But but I thought we did a better job of playing off of two feet, not just flying in there out of control. There weren't too many f- plays at the rim where we were just out of control. Played in control. I, I loved how Bean played within what was so aggressive and Marco at the rim you know what I'm saying Like they were in there off of two and just finishing plays and if it wasn't there they were just dumping it off and making the right decisions that way and that's the first time I felt like we did that for that kind of duration of a game
2: so I, I can't remember but is this the first game we've seen zone um, or at least that amount of zone. I know I don't remember in the tournament, but I mean it's been a, it's been a minute now. I thought you handled it pretty well. Now it did slow the game down. It did. It did slow the game down and took away a little bit of 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 what what you were doing. But I mean, other than Miller shooting us out of it, what what were some of the positives that you took away?
4: Well, one I w- when teams play zone, I feel like it opens up a ton of offensive rebounding opportunities because it's hard to. It's hard to find those guys, and a guy like Justin Bean just prays off of that yeah. because you can't – it's just hard to square him up. Yeah. And I always remember Quinn Taylor, the summer we got hired, because Bean, that that's what stood out in the summer with him, that and he would always screw up switching screens. But <laughs> – uh, but and he goes – Quinn was like – you know, obviously Quinn was an upperclassman, senior, and played a lot of basketball, and he goes, it is just so hard to square him up on a box out or when he's guarding you in the post – he just has this uncanny ability of just sliding off you but playing powerful at the same time, you know? So with the zone, it definitely got us more stand around. We've only seen a few possessions um, here and there. I think Northern Iowa played us one possession. College, College of Idaho, a few possessions, but that's it. So we did work on it um, yesterday. We had a, a live segment going against it just to – you guys know how it is. It's yeah. just, it, it just can throw you out of rhythm and get you standing around and you don't uh, there's a reason team zone they want to get you standing and we never want to play we always want to play on attack and it took us a couple possessions but that's what it does and we worked it around and then able we were able to pretty much find an opening whether it was at the rim or draw and kick three but it doesn't always happen quite as fast you know Mm -hmm. type of thing so and I do think it freed up some offensive rebounding um, opportunities, so, um, so yeah.
1: There's uh, there's some seasons where you'll play a team the first game of the conference and not play them until the end of the conference schedule. I mean, sometimes you go months in between playing teams in conference. Here, you get a team back to back. What are the advantages and I guess disadvantages of that? It's
4: funny you say that because last year we played, we opened at San Jose yeah. in our senior night, our second to last game was San Jose in New Mexico. Last year we didn't play. We played him one time in his last game of the year. Yeah. So you know, um, it, it's interesting. Uh, Eric Peterson had the scout today, and we did. I thought he did a great job. And he asked me earlier today, "How do we want to approach film tomorrow?" And I'm like, "That's a really good <laughs> question." You know, we told our guy without getting too much into detail, but we just said, you know, it, it's almost like the NBA playoffs. Obviously, it's not a best of seven or a best of five. But in the NBA playoffs, you have teams that can crack somebody one night, and the next day out, it's a totally different game. And you look at some of these Nevada scores, Air Force, Nevada Air Force, yeah. Nevada wins by whatever, and they lose by two or four. Then you know, two nights later, Weber State beats Portland State by twenty-eight, loses by two two days later, and um, it's human nature, right? Like, and it's human nature for grown men our age, and, and or it can be. Right? Maybe we're probably a little more mature as a whole, a little bit. I say. I'm not sure about Lance. <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> but, but now you're dealing with 18 to 24 year olds, and especially our guys. And so, how are you going to approach that mindset? But like we said, there's two teams in our league, one and 0 right now, us, and I don't know who won between Boise and New Mexico. So there's two teams on top. It's always nice to be on top. And at the end of the, I know it's cliche, every game count. I get all that. We're going to find out what our maturity level is tomorrow when we come in here watching film and how we prepare because we've just dealt with San Jose Saturday in practice, Sunday in practice. You have this kind of a game on Monday, and now you come back, and I don't know that we'll do a ton, uh, but we're going to walk through. We're going to watch film. We're going to watch film from our game, how we can be better, some of our mistakes, some things we did really well and that's why you see the result like this. And then you got to turn around and play them again on Wednesday. So you have five straight days of one team, which is so bizarre. I mean, it's just so different. I'm actually going to call a couple friends in the NBA just to see kind of how they go about it a little bit, maybe just pick their brain a little bit and see if they have any ideas. But um, we'll find out, and then we go into the break. So we got to take care of business at home. I think there's going to be so much – more um, equity, balance in the middle than there ever is just because of the challenge of playing
1: back-to-back. Yeah. Well, Coach, congratulations. Uh, big win. It's always great to start the uh, conference season off with a W and uh, let's keep it rolling. Talk to you on Wednesday. That's
4: right. Hey, what do they say in Major League? You win three in a row. You got a winning streak. We
1: got a streak. <laughs> we got
4: a streak, baby. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh, Thanks to all I, the fans that come out. Go Aggies. I, I could see you channeling that manager from uh, from... <laughs> Hey, Throw him uh, the heater. Uh, Throw him the heater. <laughs> the heater. Uh, yeah, that's good. That, <laughs> that wraps up. such a good one. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> that wraps it up for us. Uh, big thanks everyone who helped us out. Big win for Utah State. We'll be back here on Wednesday uh, with San Jose State once again on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
0: On the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Aggie Basketball has been brought to you by. Ford, go further. S.E. Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. And by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.